between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow. Sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Curling fans, you've come to the one place with everything you need to know involving USA Curling and more. It's the 12th in Sports Network's The Extra Extra In Podcast with hosts Price Atkinson and Jenna Martin. Get ready for everything you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, club spotlights, and more. Anything involving USA Curling can be found here. It's The Extra Extra In Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network. Now, here are Price and Jenna. All right, welcome into the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12th in Sports Network. I'm Price Atkinson, and she is Jenna K. Martin. Back with you after a brief break from U.S. Nationals in Spokane slash Cheney, Washington. Jenna, we came, we saw, and we crowned. We crowned a couple new national champions as John Schuster and Tabitha Peterson now become Team USA and head off to the World Championship. But what a week, what a thrill, what uh, what a lot of ups, downs, memories, surprises, and everything you would expect of the U.S. Nationals, except this time you were uh, behind the camera, so to speak. But it was a great week. How are you? I'm good, Bryce, and exactly that. It was really exciting to be out in Washington. The crowds were amazing at pretty much every single draw. Um, the level of curling was awesome as always. Um, I was happy to be there. It was a pretty cool place, and you had a you had a great blog uh, on it. So, I want to make sure everybody goes and checks out your blog. Go ahead and plug it. Tell everybody where they can find it because the website address the URL is so long, I can never remember it. I know. I really got to up my my game with that. But um, my blog is on WordPress. It's called Jonah's Right W O R I T E. Um, it's also on Twitter. So, if you follow me on Twitter. Um, you'll see some of the shared books there as well. There you go. It was a it was an interesting week in the fact that venue wise, I thought it was um, it was interesting that we were in the uh, was it called the UREC Center at Eastern Washington University there on the uh, campus in Cheney. Uh, oh, about well, it, it ended up being only I think it was probably about what fifteen seventeen minutes maybe all told once you drove from. The Quest uh, Casino. How, shout out to the uh, Quest folks who housed us all week, and you know the craps, uh, the craps Taylor, uh, craps table was a lot of fun. The whole facility was a lot of fun, uh, but it was about <laughs> fifteen, no more than twenty minutes away. And you know the facility itself, the UREC Center there at Eastern Washington, you're like nestled in with the little ice plex where we were. But, you know, you look to the right, you had the root, what was called the roost, where everybody would kind of eat, dine, drink, be merry on the right. Uh, And then over on the left, you had like basically a workout facility and basketball courts overlooking the venue. So we really tucked nicely into that uh, little tiny space there at EW. Yeah, we were in the heart of that campus, and you could definitely feel it. On um, the weeknights and even the weekend draws, there were a bunch of college kids in there. Those of age were in the bar and, having some fun talking behind the glass about curling. And once players got eliminated from contention, they would be up there explaining the game to them. So it was a pretty cool environment to be part of. I'll be honest, when we first got to the arena, I was like, oh boy, this is a lot smaller than anything that we've been in. But honestly, it it ended up being a really perfect size. The stands are always full. So maybe we could go a little bit 
bigger next year as the excitement around the game continues to grow. But really awesome hosts, really awesome venue, and I enjoyed my time out there. Yeah, I did too. I, I'm a big fan of the smaller venue, you know, uh, Xfinity uh, in Everett, Washington, where we were What going back, I think, 2017. You know, even the arena in yep. 18 and Fargo. I mean, just too big. It's just too cavernous, you know, especially in the middle of the week. But, man, we the crowds that we got uh, for the finals on Saturday, they brought in extra bleachers, you know, on the uh, – on the far side, I think it, it they you know basically put it on top of one of the sheets, and you know, it was a great atmosphere. It really was fantastic. Where most the almost the entire stands were full for the finals, and you know great crowds for the uh, for the semis on Friday night. I don't think you could really ask a whole lot more considering where we were. You know, in a place that you know wasn't quote unquote the curling hotbed, but the Inland Northwest Curling Club, the, the folks were fantastic. Matt Moore and everybody. Um, and it really did surprise. I agree with you. It, it really ended up being a, you know, a, a surprise in terms of when we first walked in and then till we left. You know, when, when I left, I wasn't getting to go home. We went, hopped in the car, went thirteen and a half hours. But um, it, it really was awesome leaving there, and and you know the experience we had and the people and the facility folks were were great. Um, you know, I, I do have to say, you know, I was a little bit bummed at first that we weren't staying up in Cheney, that we had to make that drive every single morning, which people were saying, well, it's a 30 minute drive. Well, it definitely didn't end up being 30 minutes, but I got to say, I am really glad that we ended up at staying at the quest because I had way too much fun downstairs, uh, at the craps table <laughs> at, uh, you know, at the blackjack table a few nights, it was more of the latter part of the week, just trying to get through the early grind. And then it kind of slowed, uh, slow down a little bit but man that that was that was a lot of fun and tom violet huge marks uh on scoring that spot for us yeah it was a lot of fun i found my new passion in the roulette table so that's the main takeaway from my week <laughs> uh yeah really really awesome hotel to be at i'm sure that um the athletes had some fun there as well as soon as they got eliminated from contention too oh yeah Oh, yeah, they had a lot of fun once they were eliminated. And uh, we won't go into those stories because what happens in the casino stays in the casino. But why in the world would you pick roulette to, for your game of choice? That is the one game anybody will tell you that you can lose your shirt on the quickest. Obviously, if you have the kind of luck that you have, Jenna Kay, then uh, that's really all you know a moot point. But that is one game that is very easy to lose it all very quickly. But yeah, you, but you I didn't. I myself getting hooked. So I left while I was up. Luckily, I had a good mentor by my side. I walked away, and then I didn't have the nerve to go back again and figure out what losing a bunch of money felt like. So um, I'm thankful for my experience. Not sure that I'll be back to the roulette table, but we'll see. We uh, the, Before we get to all the action that we had on the ice, and we had a ton of it, um, you know, big shout out to uh, Jeff Plush, new C- U- uh, CEO of USA Curling. Uh, spent the entire week there. I, w- I was feeling a little bit bad for him. Uh, middle part of the week is, you know, he's, you know, indoctrinated, you know, by fire. Um, you know, and, and I think he stayed with us, what, until about Friday evening, Friday afternoon before he had to get home, I believe. But, man, our new CEO took in a whole lot of curling. Um, got to meet and mingle um, with pretty much anybody, everybody uh, that was there. Um, really excited about, you know, the future, this direction, and, you know, really about him because had some really good conversations with him. And, you know, just like, um, you know, I think the biggest thing with, with, with Jeff, um, you know, is kind of bringing something new, a new perspective, a new dynamic, a new um a new vision, so to speak, with somebody that's coming in that has not been a part of the program before. 
Yeah, I mean, he definitely just dove right in, and even talking to him in passing a couple times, he has a lot of really great ideas and is excited about the sport. I think I lifted him Thursday night. We were at the same draw, and I was like, Jeff, you have to be exhausted. Yeah. Because all week people were coming up to him and, and trying to get to know him, and obviously he has to put his best face on and take all their ideas that they have for him with grace, and uh, he was doing just that, so... Uh, I think it says a lot to how passionate the people in our community are that they want to be heard um, and that they want to see us continue to do well. And then um, also, I think we're in really great hands with Jeff. Yeah, I do, too. I, I didn't like uh, that he wanted to go down the road of a college basketball a conversation because I think he got wind that I went <laughs> to Kentucky and then wanted to know what years I was there. And then it just so conveniently was uh, uh, during the time when Arizona, his alma mater, beat mine in a 1997 overtime national championship thriller. Uh, but I did, uh, you know, I did get uh, a little laugh there because we got uh, 96 and 98. So it could have been a three-peat, but we, we had a lot. We found out that we actually had a lot in common. Um, I think he has a, a, god, uh, a godson or goddaughter that, that goes to Clemson just down the road from, from where I sit as we record here on Wednesday evening. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm really excited about Jeff and um, – it's just going to be it's going to be interesting to see you know some of the past that USA Curling has taken down uh, by new leadership uh, over the next uh, coming months. But you know from everything I think we all heard, um, you do have to be excited by you know some of the the changes and maybe some of the differences because you know obviously uh, if you continue doing things the exact same, you know it gets stale and you're getting passed by. So um, you got to get out of your comfort zone and and push forward. You know once in a while. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, really excited about him, Jenna. Um, what else, uh, before we get to the curling, uh, any observations? Uh, you know, it's great to see a lot of friends, you know, a lot of parents. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to shout out any specific uh, set of parents that you and I were on the plane with to Spokane from Denver as we made the connection there. <laughs> but they seem a, a certain set of parents that will remain la- nameless, uh, and there were a lot that were there from start to finish. But this set of parents, I don't think that they uh, they gave up their seats the entire week. I think they had, like, names on them up in the uh, roost um, you know, watching both draws every day because they had somebody in it, hint, hint. Um, but, you know, seeing faces like that, a lot of friends, uh, you know, that we hadn't really got to see all year, and that's that kind of that culmination when we get to come together at U.S. Nationals. You know, I enjoyed, you know, especially having time with Brian and, and Joe and Sean Murray being back, the TSN guys. I mean, we get we only get to really do that once a year. So, you know, all coming together, it, it really is like a homecoming. It was a little bit different for you this year because you were behind the, 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 the mic and the camera. Uh, for the first time, but you know, just the chance where we all—it's like that old home, homecoming week that we look forward to with nationals every year, and, and it was just no different this time. Yeah, it was—it was a real treat to be a part of. I remember going into the week, I was a little bit nervous because I wasn't sure what kind of feelings it was going to bring about. Obviously, my first time around a U.S. nationals, not being an athlete, um, but I was just blown away by the amount of commitment and time that everybody puts in behind the scenes from the ice makers to the 12 and sports guys to you and Jerry running the social media and the stats. Um, it was really fun. And we had a, an end of the week team dinner and it was nice. It was not to sound corny, but it was nice to celebrate a week's worth of work. Well, probably much more than that. Well done. I mean, we were all exhausted by the end of it, but it was very rewarding to be a part of. Is that yeah. how you feel too? Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, there's no question because it takes an army to do it. And this one was a little bit different than the others, um, from that standpoint. So that all hands were on deck, 
but it, it was it, it always is a rewarding week just to be around amazing athletes, amazing people, and the amazing people that you know that make up the curling community. And you know it, it's it's something that you know not to and I'm not going to switch gears here, but you know when we talk about the curling community just being so special and, and different, you know I I felt it there. Um, obviously, you know in in Cheney at U.S. Nationals, and then going straight to the Scotties. You know, they honored Allie Jenkins, um, the curler from Saskatchewan who uh, tragically passed away while giving birth to their third child. Her her and her husband, Scott, um, had their third child, and, and Allie had something, um, I won't get into the medical diagnosis, but tragically passed um, giving while giving birth to their third child. And um, to watch the curling community in Saskatchewan and Moose Jaw um, that Sunday uh, afternoon come together for her you know, it, but to you know, having been at nationals and, and the way we all come together and, and just to experience the curling community and then to experience it in a little bit of a different way, um, in more of a tragic you know type situation, but the way everybody rallied around her and her family, it just you know, I was standing there just kind of watching and just got teary eyed thinking, you know, just it, it is just that we we do have a special uh, community and it is very small, it is very tight. Um, so it's just it was really kind of a time of of reflection, especially as it kind of really just hit home and sank in, um, as I was literally sinking into my seat uh, at the Scotties on Sunday, coming you know straight from from Cheney. But you know, let's let's get to the action because let's start on the men's side. Uh, Team Schuster, obviously, Jenna win, wins. Uh, you know, is is going back to the world championship. They win another national title. Uh, they beat Team Ruinen, uh eight to six, and it was a win that Schuster ruined. The old is gold. Get off our lawn, guys. They continued to chip away. You know, they got beaten round robin. Uh, I don't want to say they got beat soundly in the one two game. Uh, but they got a little bit closer, but it was a different story in the final. I mean, Richie played, Richie Ruinen played about as good as he could possibly play outside of his last rock. Had only, what do you have, maybe 14 seconds to throw that last stone. Um, but they mm-hmm. take Schuster to the last rock. I mean, Schuster makes a, a just a, a, an outstanding shot. And, you know, Richie comes up short 8-6. John Schuster going back to another world championship. And as you know, I was telling somebody in Moose Jaw, they were asking how it went. And they're like, oh, Schuster prevails again. I said, you know what? John just finds a way. And that's just what he did again. He found a way in that final against Richie. Yes. And I think that uh, because of his ability to keep finding ways to win, right now he's the best that we have. And um, he's going to do the best for us at the world. So if the rest gold is gold on having a really good week, I think that the depth of the men's field in USA curling is really impressive right now. And it's only going to continue to improve and get better. Yep. No doubt about that. Um, you know, as far as the rankings, real quick, we'll just hit on that. You know, the win uh, by Schuster, that moves them up to 19 in the world. Uh, Richie and them didn't drop. Um, I mean, they basically stayed and maybe moved, actually moved up a, a couple spots. They moved up to number 15. Um, I guess one of the big stories out of the week, and before we get out of the playoffs, you know, shout out to. Um, uh, Dominant Mayorki's Mayer- team and then uh, Chase Sennett's team, they both uh, make the playoffs in the 3-4 game. Uh, but that begs the question, where were the Young Bucks? Well, obviously a lot of people listening right now were following. And 
you look at surprises of the week. I for one for me there were probably two of them. Uh, number one, Mayerky and those guys making the playoffs, but Smitty, you know, Jason Smith coming in and playing with those guys, giving them a, another person that when he makes shots, he's look. Smitty's been around the block, man. He, he's a really really good player. He did nothing but enhance them. That was not a team that I really looked at as is a major playoff contender going in. Uh, but with Jason Smith, Mayerky's team, they made the playoffs. And then the biggest other surprise was probably the one that we found out right when we got there, and that was that Joe Polo, uh, who had been in the lineup for the Young Bucks, had been moved out um, due, you know, coaching, just a, a coaching call, coaching decision by Coach Rajeski, uh, and that uh, Alex Fenson was going to be back in playing lead, Tom Howell moving down to third. The Young Bucks don't go on to even qualify and make the playoffs. The biggest surprise, I think, for anybody, Jenna, including you, uh, that Corey and his team, after playing so well, winning the Tier 2 and then making the quarters at the Canadian Open of the last Grand Slam in January, they don't even make the playoffs at Nationals. Yeah, I think that was the surprise of the week for sure. Um, I don't know who who made that decision, and I guess the details don't really matter as to what went into it, but all year we've seen a really impressive Young Bucks lineup with Joe Polo in the lineup. Um, so it's just interesting. Um, part of me is very curious as to why they, they decided to pull them, but um, unfortunately it didn't, didn't pan out for the young bucks as they thought it would. So um, maybe a lot for them to think about. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but definitely the surprise of the week. I think that they're pretty disappointed. They were expecting big things for themselves. And really after they lost to Schuster in what was a really well-played game, they had nothing to be disappointed in. We kind of saw them start to crumble a little bit and just feel the pressure more and more with every game and every loss that they continue to rack up after that. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent. I think that's exactly after they lost to John, um, there was uh all right you know it comes down to a game at, at the end you know you lose it 10 to 9 and you know after that they they go on to lose three in a row uh three more in a row I mean that was a five game skid before they beat Todd Burr um you know to finish uh the championship so they finished four and five um you know I I will say it was interesting to hear some of the other teams talk uh when word was kind of spreading that that Joe was out and not putting this on the coaching the 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 coaching decision uh to switch the lineup but it was interesting to hear some other teams make the comment and I heard more than one and more than two say well our something to the effect of well we feel like our chances just went up you know to win nationals because I mean going in I mean look everybody we we talked about it right here you probably take any of the three men's high performance teams and look at they were the fa- you know you can make a case for any of the three as the favorites probably Schuster and Dropkin as the two favorites but you know Richie had had a fantastic season um but the way that they had talked when they were kind of getting wind of this is like wow our chances just went up and they weren't the only team saying it i heard it you know from several players on on the men's side Jenna yeah and it makes you wonder too if a shakeup like that, obviously the teams hear that. They think that their chances go up. So they're going to head into that game with a little more confidence, thinking that they have a chance, maybe if they didn't before. Um, yeah, it just changes the entire dynamic of the week and especially the, the dynamic of the teams that are playing the Young Bucks because it's a completely new lineup, really. Um, and then we even saw in some games where they put Polo and Alex in the same lineup, and those two hadn't played together all season either. So, um Again, all I can say is interesting decision. Um, bummed 
very, very bummed for the Young Bucks. They were my favorite going into the week. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say about it. Yep, you roll the dice, and sometimes they uh, they don't come up the the way you want them. Sometimes you roll a seven on the craps table, and that's kind of what that decision rolled. It rolled a seven, and so you, you wipe and clear the deck, and that's what they're going to have to do now. Moving forward is, you know, we'll talk about mixed doubles nationals coming up this weekend, but let's talk on the women's side, Jenna. Tab Peterson, she... Uh, you know, beat Sinclair, wins two out of three overall. Um, they lost, uh, Tab loses to Jamie in, in the round robin, uh, but then they play the one-two game, and, and Tab wins that, and then, you know, obviously wins the final. Um, we'll talk about that, but, you know, surprises. You know, Ariel Traxler starting 0-3. They fight back to qualify uh, to get that third spot in the playoffs, and, you know, as a subset of, uh, of Jamie, you know, losing to Kim Rhyme uh, in the round robin in the game that they – they had and it slipped away as they were poised to go undefeated in the round robin but then losing to Kim Rhyme um you know they they taste uh defeat there late in the round robin uh, and then obviously they go on to lose to Tab uh you know in the championship game yeah a few upsets like that in the in the women's field during the week for sure um but it just goes to show you like a lot of people make the argument that our women's field isn't that strong right now and we need to shake it up to get um more depth and more competition, but it just goes to show like Ryan ended up beating Jamie. So the second you fall asleep or underestimate one of those teams out there, they're going to capitalize on their misses and they're continuing to get experience at the national level and um, they're going to keep growing. And I, I can't say enough about how excited I am for Ariel Traxler too. She's been <laughs> fighting and chipping away at junior nationals and women's nationals for a number of years. So Congrats to those girls. I know that um, all of the crew was cheering for them to win because that meant we got out of staying at the <laughs> rink a little longer for tiebreakers. So yeah. we uh, we had a toast to Ariel and her team at our team dinner that night to avoid the tiebreakers altogether. So congratulations to them on the bronze. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to Ariel uh, and her squad. It was fantastic because they, uh, like I mentioned, they, they were they started zero and three, and they had a tough they had a tough. Uh, you know, a tough draw to open. I mean, they had Cassie Potter and then uh, Tab and, and Jamie. And so, um, you know, they got beat, I don't want to say handily, but they were beat fairly solidly in, in both those three games. But, boy, the you know, the way to just kind of compartmentalize, put those things behind it. And then they, you know, they beat, um, you know, Christine McMakin, Patty Lank, 6-5. They beat uh, Workin, 8-7. Uh, then they beat Delaney Strauss, 11-2. Then Kim Rhyme, 9-7. And they came back with some strong, close wins before losing to Sinclair, you know, in that semifinal on Friday night. So, yeah, but congratulations to Ariel. Just a, a great story. And, you know, a couple people just mentioned uh, Jason Smith uh, a few minutes ago. And then Ariel, they were awarded the Sportsmanship Award that was voted on by uh, their peers and, and, you know, their fellow players. So congratulations to Ariel and, and Smitty on those Sportsmanship Awards, too. Uh, two really, you know, special awards that, you know, when your peers vote on something like that, it, it makes it a little bit more special. But, you know, when we talk about the final, you know, Tab Tab loses to, to Jamie in the round robin. And in my mind, I thought that Jamie played one of her best games of the entire season. Um, and that's what it took to beat uh, – to beat Tab in that round robin, uh, but then obviously uh, Peterson comes back and, and they win the uh, they win the one two game. Uh, they beat Sinclair nine to four, and then they win the final seven five. Uh, 
Jenna, I, in my book, I, I think that the strong the team that's had the strongest season by you know no question, um, Tabitha Peterson winning the nationals and going to the world championship. I think we're sending a juggernaut to uh, to the worlds and uh, Prince George, British Columbia. I think that it worked out the way it's supposed to, uh, if you will, on the women's side with, with Tab and her team winning because they have just been outstanding from start to finish. I think so, too. They've been absolutely killing it. And after they lost to Jamie uh, the first time in the week, well, the first time that they played, the only time that they lost to Jamie, I talked to some of the girls on Peterson's team after, and they weren't phased by it, to be honest with you. They knew that they played well. They took care of business. They did everything that they were supposed to do. And Jimmy just had a phenomenal game. So they didn't let it get in their heads. Uh, they went back to the rink the next morning and the days after and just continued to do their thing, worry about themselves, and it worked out for them. So I definitely think that we're sending a really good rep for women's curling two worlds in BC coming up here. So congratulations to Team Peterson. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to Tab and the crew. And I will say something about Jamie real quick, because they did have a great week. You know, it hadn't been the yeah. greatest season on tour. Um, they did get a win. They won Red Deer, uh, which was a great event on the World Curling Tour to win. Um, you know, but after they lost to Peterson, you know, they lost uh, nine to four. Uh, or excuse me, after after they, they beat Peterson, they come back and they lose that very next game. And, and you know what? It's easy to have a, you know, I, I don't want to say a hangover after winning that game, but look, they were in control against Kim Rhyme in their very next game that just got away. Look, credit to, to Kim and Katie and their team uh, for making some big shots to, to send it to an extra in and winning it in an extra. You know, but after losing to Kim uh, in that next-to-last-round Robin game, Jamie and them put that one right behind them the next day, and they came back and they just rolled Cassie Potter 8-0. So a, a lot of credit yeah. to Jamie, you know, even after that, you know, hiccup during round robin to, to Team Rhyme, you know, they get a big win over Potter 8-0, so they're going into the playoffs against Peterson really on a strong note. Uh, but as we mentioned, you know, just just unable to get it done. And look, I'll say this too, you know, the game against Ariel Traxler in the semifinals, that was a game. It was eleven to five that Sinclair won. But you were watching. I was watching, and many others were too. That was a game that Ariel Traxler was in, uh, coming down the stretch. What till the seventh, eighth, and I think she had one or one or two misses, and that's what really blew the game open. But until that point, it was basically shot for shot, end for end. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Jamie owns the Nationals event. We've seen her do it year after year. There's some sort of comfort that comes over her almost, and she makes it look easy out there whenever she's playing at Nationals, no matter what team that she's with. So all the kudos to them. They they did have some tough games, like we talked about against Rhyme, and they were able to just pick up where they left off the win prior and continue to do what they had to do. But um, obviously somebody had to win, and it was Peterson, and I, I hope that they continue. They've seen a lot of the teams that will be at Worlds on tour this season so i feel really confident for them going into this world championship yeah i do too all right jenna let's step away we got more to do let's uh we're going to look at the uh mixed doubles nationals coming up this weekend in bemidji uh, we got the u.s uh, senior nationals that were played um you know this past weekend we got the world juniors to touch on so we got more coming up and let's do let's just step away uh but first while we step away check this out support for this episode is brought to you by mrs myers a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. 
So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at mrsmyers.com. All right, rolling back into the second segment here on the Extraction Podcast with the 12th and Sports Network, Bryce Atkinson, Jen Martin. As we roll along, and I want to touch on a couple things, Jenna, real quick before we get to mixed nationals, uh, mixed doubles nationals, I should say, this weekend in Bemidji. Uh, first programming note, Curling Night in America, it is back again this Friday night. You had a doubleheader last Friday night, Team Schuster, Team Sinclair. Well, this Friday night, at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Mixed Doubles, which is the flavor of the weekend, will, will be the flavor on NBC Sports Network as Corey Dropkin, Sarah Anderson, Team USA take on Scotland. That's Friday night, Curling Night in America, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So make sure you uh, set your DVRs, you uh, snuggle up around the television if it's cold outside, wherever you are, as we're uh, barreling hopefully closer towards spring. As uh, as Punxsutawney Phil said, it will be an early spring. So, or it will be a it will be an early win- what I get it confused. It will be an early spring. We will not have six more weeks of winter. So, uh, the other thing to give a shout out to is the Senior Nationals this past weekend. Uh, how about this? Gold medalists, Marge, Margie Smith and Swisshelm, Shelly Dropkin, Shelly Kosel on the women's side, on the men's side, winning the senior men's U.S. championship, Joel Larway, Doug Kaufman, Darren Lato, and John Rasmussen. Those guys out of the uh, Granite Curling Club there in Washington. Uh, and the women's, I don't know where that women's team is from. I'm going to guess... Uh, I mean, they're all from different areas. You've got Massachusetts, Minnesota, Illinois, and Wisconsin. So, uh, you know, but congratulations to both the U.S. Senior National Champions as they will now go on to uh, represent Team USA uh, in Kelowna in uh, British Columbia, April 18th through the 25th, Jenna, at the Senior World Curling Championships. Yeah, congratulations to that. Their um, national championships are up in, was it Fairbanks, I believe? Yep, yep, it was. So, yep. so they were all up there, brave in the cold, doing some curling. I was, I was really excited to see Anne Smithholm walk away with a national championship. Um, she was a former coach of mine and obviously most well-known for being a women's world gold medalist and Olympian and yada yada, the list goes on and on. So <laughs> it's nice to see her back and competing again. So congratulations to all the winners that week. Yep, congratulations to, uh, to both the uh, new Team USA. So... You know, as we uh, get ready to embark on the mixed doubles uh, nationals in Bemidji this weekend, I uh, want to touch on the uh, the World Junior Championships. Team Violet over in uh, Siberia, uh, in Russia, they they conclude round robin play four and five, but they end on a winning note. They beat New Zealand eight to two um, in their last round robin game. So, you know, I know it's a disappointment as they got off to a great start. I believe Team USA, I think, was two and zero oh out of the gate. Um, and got a big win early. I think they beat Canada, uh, who the eventual champions, uh, in their very first round robin game. And what looked like a great start just it obviously faded for for Team Violet. But you know what? Uh, anytime you get to wear the stars and stripes, it, it is an honor. And so I know it was an honor talking with Luke. You know, on a couple podcasts ago, you know the chance for them to do that. But you know, just 
uh, Tyler George, their their coach over there, and, and to Dave Jensen, who heads up the U.S. Junior Program. You know, just want to say congratulations to Team Violet. May not have been the finish or the result they wanted, but you know, just always rep- represent Team USA with pride. It, it no matter what the competition is. So congratulations to those guys on uh, what was another solid season. Yeah, very solid season. Nothing for them to hang their heads about. Like you said, Price, they beat Canada right out of the gate, which I can't imagine what you're feeling after making that crazy long trip all the way to Siberia and coming out and playing the number one seed. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit intimidating, so congratulations to them on a strong start and really overall a really impressive season. Um, we're proud of them. USA is proud of them. All right, let's get to mixed doubles nationals this weekend in Bemidji. Uh, play gets going uh, Thursday afternoon at 2.30 Central Standard Time. Uh, the final is going to be Sunday afternoon, March 1st at 3.30 uh, Central Time there at the Midget, Bemidji Curling Club. Uh, winner obviously is going to go on to represent Team USA at the uh, at the World Championships in Kelowna being played simultaneously as uh, the World Senior Nationals. Um, but also a chance to uh, to earn some qualification points for the 2022 Olympic Winter Games. We got 12 teams that'll be in action, including the defending champions Corey Christensen, John Schuster, uh, a couple other teams, obviously to keep an eye on. I mean, we can kind of get into a few of them, but Schuster, Christensen, the headliners because they are the defending champs. But you look at Corey Dropkin, Sarah Anderson; they're ranked number four in the world right now. Uh, in the mixed doubles rankings. And then it, you're never going to count out Matt and Becca uh, Hamilton, the Ham Fam. Uh, they obviously represent Team USA at the last Olympic Winter Games 2018, it, 2018 in Pyeongchang. Um, you know, a, a strong field. I, I think mixed doubles, though, when you look trying to handicap it, Jenna, uh, I, don't, I quit trying to handicap it pretty much at the, at the very beginning. Uh, looking at the field, <laughs> How do you see this field? What do you what do you think of uh, the twelve teams that'll be com- competing there in Bemidji? I was worried that you were going to ask me this question because, <laughs> honestly, God, I have I have no idea what to even make of it because it could very easily be any of these teams' weeks. Um, I'm still myself trying to figure out how to gauge uh, success in mixed doubles, and I, I have no idea. I mean, on a team of four, you see tendencies in people. You have dynamics, which are a huge impact, but. All of these players are, are super talented. We obviously have Sarah Anderson, who has had a lot of time to dedicate towards mixed doubles this season. So I think we can expect to see big things from that team, especially with Corey Dropkin being hungry um, after a not-so-hot national performance with his men's team. Um, also, we have Vicky Persinger and Chris Pies in the mix, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, you got them. Yeah, and uh, I, yep. <laughs> they're right in all these tournaments as well, so... I'm just beating around the bush here to say I have no idea what to expect. Yeah, it. I mean, mixed doubles is just who knows who gets hot. You know, it really is kind of one of those things where if you get hot, but you know, Corey and, and Sarah have, have have proven to be a pretty formidable duo. You know, out on tour, I believe they played five events and made the top three and four out of the five they played. And one of those, I think, John Morris was in for. Uh, for Corey, and I think that was back in January uh, during the uh, Canadian Open that Corey was playing with the Young Bucks. But, you know, it's a couple other teams. I mean, you got Tab and Joe, who uh, for a long time were one of the best, you know, they're former U.S. champion, mixed doubles champions. You know, they've, you know, been to the world championship before. Um, you know, former uh, Alex, uh, formerly Alex Carlson, uh, but now playing uh, with Derek McLean. That's something that she only plays mixed doubles now. You know, Madison Bear and Andrew Stopera, they, um, I believe they made the, 
final uh, back in Charlotte in December, just up the road from me. Um, you know, Monica Walker and Alex Leichter. Uh, Monica's back. Um, you know, they won. Oh, yeah. They qualified through the challenge round. You know, they're going to be playing. So I, some interesting pairings there. You know, look at Smitty. Smitty was in uh, Kim Ryan, got the very last qualification spot through the challenge round. You know, Jason Smith's, I believe, won. I believe he has won the U.S. Mixed Doubles before, I believe. Um, but still, some interesting pairings, some interesting teams. And, I mean, it could be somebody that we just did not utter right there that ends up, um, you know, booking their spot, uh, you know, to the World Championship, Jenna. Yeah, I have no idea. I thought I kind of had it figured out by saying that the best team in Mixed Doubles would be the team who has their draw weight, um, which isn't obviously always true. We saw it. Vicky and Chris Plyce have a really good run at it last year, playing Schuster and Corey in the final. So all of my theories have gone completely out the window. <laughs> it, it honestly just depends who's hot that week and who can adapt to the ice conditions the quickest, I think. Yep, agree on all accounts. And one thing we'll let you know, uh, the accounts you need to be following for television coverage, Lakeland PBS is going to be the TV partner uh, for uh, mixed doubles. Lakeland uh, PBS is locally there um, in the Bemidji area. Um, but as I got an email um, a little earlier, um, that the finals, the, excuse me, the semifinals and the finals, those are going to be broadcast. Um, those are going to be broadcast on um, regular network television, and it'll be available uh, throughout northern and central Minnesota on cable, uh, Dish Network, DirecTV, uh, YouTube, certainly over the air. But Lakeland PBS is going to carry uh, the semis on Sunday and the final uh, on Sunday as well. But all streaming will be courtesy of Lakeland PBS uh, that you can watch right on usacurl.org. They're going to web stream uh, one draw or one game from every draw starting at 2.30 Central Time on, on Thursday throughout you know the, the conclusion of the championship. But Lakeland PBS, uh, lptv.org forward slash curling. You can watch it there. Uh, you can watch it on their YouTube channel, Lakeland PBS, and it's always just as easy to go to usacurl.org and the link to the live stream. We'll be right there on the homepage, you know. So, uh, a lot of ways to to be able to watch uh, mixed doubles. I know. Uh, I think Jamie and Emily Quello are going to be on the calls, a couple calls uh, this weekend, and uh, uh, they're going to bring in uh, somebody else. I think for the Sunday games is what Jamie had told me. Uh, but should be some great coverage, especially there in in most of uh, Minnesota and and uh, North, North Dakota's public tele- television station carrying the uh, the two uh, the semifinal and the final on Sunday. Some great coverage for mixed doubles this weekend. Yeah, always nice to have coverage of these events. I think the streams and out in Cheney, Washington, were the highest they've ever been. So people are interested. People are cheering from home, and it's nice to have that as an option. Yeah, huge shout out to to Joe and and Brian Anderson. Uh, from the 12th Inn Sports Network, great, just a fantastic week with them. As you mentioned, the the you know we can't go off and report anything until it comes straight from the horse's mouth. We'll have to have Joe on here to kind of tell us how everything did. But I know for that Dropkin Schuster, that primetime matchup, I believe that the numbers were. I don't want anyone to. I, I'm trying to remember. It was it was basically the numbers that you would get for a final um, on a on a Saturday. Is what they had, what we had watching for Schuster and Dropkin in a round robin game, what on Monday night. So, just some fantastic viewership, and it continued all the way through uh, to the finals on Saturday. But um, Jenna, we'll get out of here. Uh, 
I'm going to get on a plane tomorrow and, and head to Kingston for the Briar. Um, I understand there's a snowstorm brewing there or, or hitting Toronto right now, so I'm going to uh, oh, no. do my best to to get to Kingston and what will be my first Briar. It was my first Scotty's experience uh, last week, which was just um, incredible. I mean, just absolutely incredible. And now really ready to see what the the Briar has to deliver. So uh, I'm sure you've got a big plan. You've got a big, uh, what, don't you have a big bond spiel you're playing in, right? Is this your space bond spiel weekend? Oh, that was last weekend. You're talking to the event winner. Oh, ha, ha. Well, you mean, you did have yep. a few ringers, you and Thomas Owl and, you know, your husband, Doug. I mean, Doug's no slouch either. So I imagine you guys were the odds-on betting favorite before the thing even began. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we might have had a little too much fun on Saturday night to play to the best of our abilities on Sunday. So I'll leave it at that. It was a really fun weekend. It's nice to be involved in the curling world a little bit differently and get socialized with club members and, and do it for fun. So it was a nice little spit on it. But safe travels to you up to Kingston. I hope you don't get stuck in any more flight delays and i hope you have a really amazing time at the brian i appreciate it i appreciate it jenna k congrats to you guys on your uh your bond spiel win i'm sure that your um <laughs> your your costume that i heard you guys talking about was uh was quite awesome please post a picture for us to retweet and share and and have fun with but uh Hey, look, uh, we'll do this again next week. I'll be back. Um, buckle in, buckle up. We will uh, we'll do it again, and we'll have uh, another U.S. champion to talk about this time on the mixed double side of things, Jenna. So uh, uh, until we do it again next week, right? Until next week. Thanks, Ray. All right, folks, we'll see you then. Uh, have a great week. Enjoy the curling, and uh, we'll talk again next week here on the Extra Extra Podcast with the 12th End Sports Network. Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In Podcast with Price Atkinson and Jenna Martin. Follow the 12th In Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on news, guests, and upcoming episodes of the Extra Extra In Podcast. And contact us for more information on how to join the 12th In Sports Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more.